0: going to have a crack yes you know oh i think
1: Welcome to Season 3, Episode 13 of the Filthy Shambles Podcast. This is me, me being spooky, and I'm joined by Trunk
0: yeah, Jack,
1: yeah. What, what, what do you go by these days anyway, Not uh, sure? Uh,
0: anything and everything, mate. Usually, melt, tosser, wanker. Snowflake. Those sort of things as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, Snowflake actually... like or gammon depends which way you're approaching it from, doesn't it, really? Yeah, it we does. to be on a sliding scale, don't we? Nowadays. Name
1: name calling is is probably the greatest output social media has ever given us. <laughs> it's, it's great, it's great for on. mental health, isn't
0: it? It's awesome. Yeah,
1: fantastic. Uh, well, I'll tell you what is good for mental health at the minute. Yo, the Tottenham Hotspur football oh, club. Gamon on in, you
0: Spurs, <laughs>
1: <laughs> mate. I don't even know where to start. I haven't got running order because that's that is it is a shambles. This podcast the a lot of people spoken about this and i just want to say it again and people people on the outside or maybe even people within Tottenham might say it was only sheffield united you know what are you doing but you got to agree right jack that it's it was more than just it could have been anyone it could have been any any team on the day it wasn't just the way that we pulled it back but it was the way that we kept believing in the players and the players kept believing fueled by our belief and and factoring the 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 fact that we've had four years of turgid toxic football infighting it was just it was a cleansing it was a moment and the, the celebrations we had in the south stand when we went 2-1 up it was just unreal i think that was probably <laughs> probably up there with some of the best celebrations I've ever experienced, which is mental, because again, it's only no disrespect to Sheffield United who defended quite well for for and, and wasted time quite well. Um, it it's just it, it's one of those moments where the, the stadium felt like it was finally baptised. We got it when we beat Arsenal three 0 but this was in itself something special, right? Because it's five games into the season, and we want to believe this is something new for Spurs that we're 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 fixing ourselves. Like what what did you go through, like, just in terms of that, that moment when we, we turned the game around?
0: I, I You know what? I'm going to be that guy and say, I, I could see it coming, mate. I could see it coming. Even to the very end, I was like, we're going to win this. We are going to win this game, e- even before we equalised. And, like, when, when Sheffield United went ahead and all the sort of WhatsApp groups were like, oh, fucking bollocks, this is it. You know, the fucking wheels have come off already type thing. It's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. And maybe it was a you know part in copium, but yeah. I, I genuinely did believe that, and I just I, it, it, like you're talking about there. It's the it's the attitude, it's the belief that has already been instilled into this group of players, which I don't feel is something that we're even hopeful of. I don't I don't sit there and look at this Spurs team and think. Oh, you know, we, we're all right. I mean, we're playing with our kind of, you know, the winds in our sails and we're, we're playing well and that's it. I just look at us and I think, we're actually a fucking good team, aren't we? Like mm-hmm. all over the pitch, I'm suddenly like, we've suddenly got amazing. And it, it feels like this has happened almost overnight. That I was looking at the squad at the tail end of last year thinking, God, there's so much work to do. There's a lot of heavy lifting here, Christ. Now I'm looking at the starting 11 now and I'm thinking, they sort of class, like they they We've got quality all over the pitch. Look, we don't we don't have as much quality in depth as as I'd like, and that may be where we begin to struggle in this season. Mm. But you know, we we don't need to sort of focus on that stuff yet. For now, the way the team is playing, the way the team's performing, is brilliant. It's it's belief. not an
1: exaggeration, right? You might on an emotional level, like like we. Uh, we uh, and uh, and she said some brilliant things about about the the fan base, allow them to get carried away. Allow them to enjoy it. I mean, if you can't enjoy football and you can't enjoy your team, if you're going to, as a Spurs fan, if you're policing the way that we reacted to the game, then you need to have a, a word with yourself. Rival fans are always going to do it. I mean, to be fair, we do it to them Look down the road when they've had victories and we've kind of said, mate, why are you celebrating like you've just won the league? And they've said the same thing back to us. And that's, that's, fa- that's part of fandom. It's part... Part of hating other football clubs, right? But within, if you if you kind of exist within the bubble of Tottenham, are we were we so emotionally starved that we are exaggerating everything, or do you think we're actually a little bit more robust now mentally that that we know we know it's five games, we know we're going to have days where we might get slumped, we know this is the beginning of something new and it's going to take a season or so for for us to really be at at our capacity like you said we still need players in um we saw against sheffield united you know we played really well but we couldn't break them down we couldn't find a way through until mm. we did which which was a great you know in some ways it was better than winning 3 or 4 0 because it it was a test and it was something that that kind of made us believe more in in the fact that there, there there is work to be done, but at the same time there is there is belief that isn't being wasted on 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 a, on a, on an illusion, so to speak. So, do do you think that we are getting carried away a little bit just in the moment, or uh, because Spurs are really Tottenham as a football club, they're really milking it, you know, playing uh, Robbie Williams at the end and and just the the, the whole good feel factor, they're making sure that they are riding that wave at the moment. But you, you can't blame them, right? And you can't blame us either, surely.
0: I mean, I do find the club a bit beggy. I do think their sort of their PR is opportunistic and yeah. my I don't even think it's my cynical side. I just it rubs me up the wrong way a bit. But the power of goodwill that has been created on the pitch, I'm not going to focus on it. I don't I don't care. You know, the club are doing what they're going to do and I think, you know, I think they think everyone's quite stupid and everyone doesn't really see what they're doing. But it's more that everyone's just choosing to really just ignore it. Um, Because I don't think they're fully off the hook. And I think, you know, we pick up a couple of injuries and then we don't spend any money in January. You know, that that goodwill, you try playing Robbie Williams then, you know, and we'll see how (laughs) that goes. But for now, you know, are, are people getting ahead of themselves I don't think so, mate, because even our kind of, could we, are we, can we kind of stuff that everyone's doing at the moment is kind of tongue in cheek. Yeah. It's 100%. nice to even be in a place though, that we're even being able to sort of talk about that again as a, Oh, well, we don't have Europe. We've got a clear schedule, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's it's, it's fun. It's nice to be having these type of conversations again, like Andrew's saying, you know, fans go through a lot of pain. Um, and when it's fun it's fun i you know are, are people getting carried away i don't really think so mate i just think really it's it's you know as as i always sort of say it be it on here or on my own pod or whatever a lot of the time really ultimately football isn't that complicated you know it's not mm. that it's not that deep as people say it's it's simply our team are winning football matches and playing nice football in order to win those football matches it's fun you know he 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 says he he says nice things in press conferences not just nice things he says smart things he says profound things in press conferences which is a relief you know it's a relief hearing somebody actually say football's fun football's about dreaming football's about wanting to you know win is about capturing the imagination of people. Not, oh, you don't understand the situation. Oh, the pressure from this lot. Oh, this team, it, it can't win anything. What am I supposed to do with this lot? What the fuck, man? You know? like I, yeah. I, it was, I, I, I promise I'm not going to go on about Contail season, but it is still raw for me. <laughs> I think we just had to swallow that shit all of last year. And people would even make a case for, well, you can see where he's coming from. No, I fucking can't. He's paid to make the difference. And he wasn't fucking doing it. He would sit around and complain and talk about how shit our club is. And now, like you say, we've got a guy that just says, this club's great and we can do great things if we all believe in it. We all work hard for one another. If you lot, the fans, are on side, if we do our part, we can all make something special happen here. That's just, that's what any football club wants to hear, don't they? That's what, that's what anybody wants to hear. Exactly. And, you know, all this policing of like when people should be happy or not and all this type of stuff. Have seen, you know, this week, because after Brighton beat United at Old Trafford, right? And you've got all these United fans all over social media being like, great, you beat us, but you're a tin pot club. What have you won? Blah, blah, blah. What is your history? We've won the treble. We've done this. We've done that. It's like, yeah, but lads, what? So you don't think a club that's come from the very bottom of the footballing pyramid that has been playing... You know, that didn't have a stadium (laughs) at one point for for a large chunk of their history. I think they were playing like in another county. I think they were playing in Kent or something like that. Maybe Gillingham, I want to say. They were playing at Gillingham Stadium, Brighton. Sounds familiar. Yeah. You know, been on the brink of extinction how many times? I think they've even reformed the club. All these various different things to now be flying in the Premier League, to be going into European football. What? And you think they can't enjoy that because. They didn't win some trophies. Half of you lot that are even saying that, you probably don't even remember games like Munich. You probably don't even really remember Alex Ferguson. Do you know what I mean? These kind of like 19, 20-year-olds on Twitter saying, whoa, what are Brighton happy about? You don't fucking know. (laughs) Don't police when other people can be happy or not. So, I mean, I think the the last people that needs to police, to bring it back to Spurs, the last people that needs to be policing Tottenham fans are other Tottenham fans. Let a fucking Arsenal or whoever say whatever they want about us. We know when something feels good. We know when something doesn't just feel like a flash in the pan. But even if it is, do you know what? Right now, it is nice and it is fun and it feels good and it feels. I think the important thing is spooky, mate. Like to me, it feels sustainable. This doesn't feel like it's just a team having a new manager bounce. It's in good form sooner or later this lad or that lad will get found out I look Mm. through our kind of our our starting 11 at least and like I say maybe when injuries come we will be having a different conversation but with this starting 11 now you know I I was saying Destiny Adoggi is almost emblematic of this Ange Postacoglu team at the moment just so much as he's 20 years old right it's his first season in the Premier League he's 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 not even really you know a mainstay of the Italian national team yet right Mm. so he's He's, he, he, he's he's early on in his career and there's a lot of people lavishing praise on him but I don't feel for a second like oh don't don't put too much weight on his shoulders don't don't kind of you know don't expect too much from him i'm just looking at a young player who is objectively brilliant and i think he's great and i I I don't need to be afraid to say that and that spans out to this team i look at what the team are doing the way we're playing the spirit that's there and i just think we don't need to worry about this. I mean, I'm sure we will get on to the Arsenal game, but even coming up to the Arsenal game, I'm like, we may lose this. There's every chance. Yes, I, I get it. The, the rational facts state, Arsenal mm. further along in their project, they're more experienced. We. This is the first real test of this team, of this system. Arsenal have players that can get in behind us, that can cause us... Yeah, I, under, I completely understand all this. But what I'm looking forward to, at fucking last, after, let's be honest, four or five years now, almost, let's be, let's be real, almost... Half a decade, or when we, I mean, we'll count, say, 2019, that has been not a great year for Pochettino, the last three of it. So yeah, four, yeah. four years, really, of going to games like the Emirates and thinking, just please don't lose 5-0. Please don't lose 5-0. <laughs> and actually now going into a game thinking, we're going to give this lot a game, we might lose, but we might actually snatch something. And that's... That's a nice place to be in. And it's also just nice to know that knowing with this manager and the, the what we've seen from this team so far this season is at least we'll go there and fucking fight. We'll go there and we'll actually try to win there. We're not going to go there to try and draw. We're going to go there to try and win. Because Postacoglu will know, I've got to win at the Emirates. I have to win there. It's it's not it's not optional. It's not it's hmm. not for us for the fans. It's not. Oh, we want to go there for. We, oh, we take a draw. Snap your hands off for a draw. I know we all say that in the back of all of our heads. We're like, fucking. I really want to win there. I want to win at the Emirates. I want to shove it down their throats. You know, Arteta trying to do all his kind of Pep Guardiola type press co- like you know press interviews and stuff. Now, man's an embarrassment. You know, there's such a darkness around that club with things off the pitch and the Hmm. way they've reacted to certain situations. We cannot have those lots seen as the good guys. We cannot have those lots seen as like these plucky underdogs, these ones that can challenge Manchester City, that they're the only team that are capable of doing it. How lovely would it be if after all this, ah, the wheels have fallen off, Pochettino's gone, Conte, (laughs) Mourinho, Tottenham, they're back to their old Spursy selves. If we, we're this team... That hire Anj Postacoglu, the lad from Celtic that nobody really believed in. And you know, all the Celtic fans being all sniffy about it. None of you lot fucking believed in him, if there's any listening. None <laughs> of you lot believed in him either when you hired him. So don't fucking get on your high horses with with Spurs fans. But how lovely would it be, Spooky <laughs> Mate, if Tottenham, who signed him, just fucking knock Arsenal off their perch already and say, nah, we're back again, lads. Shut up. You know? Enjoy enjoy Champions League until the until the you know round of sixteen. And then you're back down to earth. Ah, oh, whatever. Bit of a rant there, mate. Bit, bit all over. the Can shop. we then? Can we? Uh, can we? I think, we can. I, think I, we can. I, really think. I'm not saying we will, but I definitely think we can. They're not going to like playing us, mate. They are not going to like playing this team. They're not.
1: I think you're spot on with, like, if you historically, when when we when we kind of prep for 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 this particular fixture, the the, the, the biggest annoyance is, and it's something we've discussed before. They're always prepared. They're always ready. They know how important the fixture is. And so they're always at 100% and they will give everything to win the game. Whereas we're always going there with some kind of apologetic, um, self-inflicted, psychological obstacle that, that just kind of stops us from ever performing at at our very best level. Right, and it's not, and it's just, it's just a weakness in 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 Spurs for some reason. And this, and for, usually at home, you know, I mean, this fixture traditionally tends to play out: they win at their patch, we win at ours. That that's how it's gone. Obviously, last last season was a little bit different, but I hate having to turn up and and feel at the end, at the final whistle that we didn't do enough, that we we. That we bottled it, or we 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 just just did not show the right level levels of energy and tenacity and, and and whatever else. And it's it I hate that more than getting smacked by a football team. You know, if I know that we could have done better, then the onus is is on us in terms of responsibility. And you're right with Postacoglu. You know, maybe naivety wise, maybe we get beaten because they're just better from the day. As as hard as that, that, that will be to swallow. Like you said, they're way ahead, you know, in terms of in terms of their their own process. You know, they're 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 beyond that now. They're at a place where they feel that they need to regain that momentum they had that last season. They've been a bit strange. They've been a bit glitchy this season. I think most teams have been a little bit glitchy. And Spurs are this unknown they're not so much unknown, but they're they Spurs are, are are kind of riding this wave, and there there is this kind of positive momentum. And yeah, it's not perfect, you know, fluidity wise up front. It isn't quite where we should be, and and that's and where we are is exactly where we know we should. Where we are is exactly where we 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 are because of Harry Kane. Right, you lose a player like Harry Kane. It's not going to be easy making that transition so i I, I kind of get that you know when we're when, when we're attacking a lot of the movement is great you know players are aware of what they need to be doing but there's something missing there's an ingredient missing and and that's fine time will correct that you know I think flav said on the fighting clock we're at what we might, we may be playing at fifty foot sixty percent of our capacity right now you know, and there are levels for postecoglou to take us to, and those won't come this season. Like we will need additional players, more depth. We, we'd need this group of players to go through more adversity and and, and 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 kind of grow together as a collective. So we get it; it's early, early days. That doesn't mean that we can't have these type of type of uh, results and performances, even when the opposition. Um, are considered the, the favourites. So i pumped. Well, we can, come, we can come back to the North London derby. Um, I just want to go back to the game, like, just to, to to kind of echo some of the things that you were saying. Like, I, I mean, the people in front, there's a couple uh, of, of lads in front of me. One was was like, almost having a go at Postacoglu. He hasn't made any subs. He hasn't made any substitutions. The guy next to me with his kid, he was saying, but who's he going to bring on? Like, what, what changes can we actually make? And it was it was fucking hilarious because like, we were saying like bring on uh Perisic because you might be able to deliver that one quality ball you know and we were say bring on Richarlison because it's it's maybe maybe there's something in it in it for for him in this game you know because we're we're chasing the game and he's got something to prove and it's it's quite a frantic atmosphere it's kind of stop start as well but the there's a lot of noise it's and everything seemed to fall into place in in such a perfect way. And like I said, like the celebrations were just—I mean, the limbs, the scenes, however you want to tag it—they would. It's just what football is about.
0: It and, was only Sheffield United at home, though, mate. It was only exactly. Sheffield United at home.
1: But again, it's it's, it's this, this thing that that I kind of said on Twitter, and, and the thing that we were talking about after the game, and and you know, when when talking to family and friends. That this is this is football, you said it yourself, like it should be about the basics It's football should be simple. you go to games, you enjoy going to games because of the people that are there. You have a drink, you go out, you sit down, you stand up, you watch the game you're entertained by your team you're you're tethered to your your players you find that you're connected to the style of football you're connected to the manager. And you're connected to the football. And win, lose or draw, you don't go away thinking um, things in binary or with finality that you think, well, okay, we've learned something today, move on to the next one. And it is early. And it is very early, but already Postacoglu has done more in these five games that Antonio Conte and and Mourinho were were able to deliver across seasons. Um, and it, and, it, and I think it shows how emotionally abused we were as, as football. I know that's quite a dramatic uh, terminology. Well, I, I but, know what you mean though. But, you know, w- we go to games to escape and yet we weren't able to escape the games. We weren't able to escape the football. It, and and look, I've said it, people are bored with me saying this, but I backed Conte as much as I could. And, and often I, I was coming away from games saying, you know this is part of a process that we're working through. You know, play a little bit ugly. You know, get this kind of hardened uh, traits. This the the way to win games. Often you look at Man City as brilliant as they are. Sometimes they win games without being brilliant. You know, and you, you got to be able to do that. But it was it was it was the lack of that creative dimension. You know, that the fact that we were. Just holding back as a team, as, as 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 in terms of identity and style, and and Levy, you know, before we appointed him, you know, there was a lot of uh, criticism. He's gone for the cheap option. Um, he's gone for like the, the 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 kind of beta Pochettino. You know, we 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 needed a dad figure. We needed this kind of man uh, man manager to come in and and just rejuvenate the soul of the club, right? But we understate. we, we didn't, we didn't rape Hostakoglu because of his background. I mean, I didn't. I, I scoffed when he was first. I, I, I didn't, as, as someone who's got Greek kind of blood and origins, I, I couldn't even be bothered to try and pronounce his name. Not that I can pronounce most footballers' names in English anyway. But I was like, I was so disconnected from it. I was like, is this what we really need? And the conversations were from a lot of su- supporters. We need someone big, we need a big name. We need someone that matches Tottenham. And it's like, when you step back and think about it, in the moment, Spurs were not big. We were shriveled. We were limp. Yeah. We, do you know what I'm saying? We were flaccid. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with this one. Um, but we, were just, we weren't able to perform. Uh, there you go. And we needed like a, a, a drop of a Viagra pill, And, po- and Poster come in, and all the things that people were saying about him, he's really good with the media. He's really good with the fan base. All those things not only turned out to be true, but they turned out to be true with substance. He never says anything that sounds like it's been scripted or it's contrived or it's like been fed to him or it's, you know, where you get a lot of that with Arsenal. You know, with the way their players talk about that club because their their supporters are so in need to be appeased and you know they're so fragile mentally that they're so insecure. Whereas Spurs fans. We just want to. We just want to know that the that there's, that there's a genuine connection with the football, and that the, they they get what we want. And if five games gone and already there, like you said, there's enough there for us to know. Yeah, I'm committed. I'm committed to the to the work, the the evolution, the the bad days that we're going to experience, and and and, and plenty of good days. See
0: Besumer's quotes. It's mad, isn't it? What he put on Instagram.
1: Yeah, it's just it's crazy. It's like it's the type of thing that a melt like you would 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 tweet about Tottenham, (laughs) right? Like if (laughs) he got you got footballers doing it. If anyone that doesn't know, it was um, uh, I love Spurs. I love the stadium. I love the fans. I, I, you know, it was like this complete buy-in again. This, this, this connection. Um to what it means its identity right jack it's it's there is people are playing people the players are playing for something and we we have bought into what we're actually seeing out on on the pitch and to kind of just move the conversation back to the players again there's so many of them that are good jack there's so many of them like it's weird isn't it because you look at last season and you look at the the concerns we had about you know it's the players, and you know the players are not good enough, and and now suddenly we're looking across the team and the squad, and and these I mean, ballers, him Basuma,
0: mate, Basuma is unbelievable to me. I've seen, I've already started to see a few naysayers. Oh, I don't know if he, uh, mate, if you if you actually, I, I, you see these kind of stats grids float about on on Twitter and stuff, and it will show you all the things that he's first at ground duels, this that. I think that I think the guy is possibly the most important player in the team. i think he's uh, and i i really i think the team is very well balanced. I don't think we're overly reliant on anybody, but what he allows us to do is worth it you know is is priceless i think mm. he's i think he's absolutely unbelievable. i think he's actually already at this point of being so good and just there doing his job so amazingly well that people aren't even focusing on anymore. The fact that he is breaking up so many of the opposition kind of attacks, the fact he is managing to just retain the ball in midfield, allow us to, you know, a lot of people have been talking about field tilt this week, right? The amount of play we have in the the opponent's half, and Spurs are like one of the highest in the Premier League, or maybe even in Europe, for like a high percentage field tilt this season. Um, First I've
1: heard about this one.
0: It's something crazy. Like we even, I think we played something cr- like genuinely crazy. Like ninety-two percent, if not wow. maybe ninety-four percent of the game, the total duration of the game in Burnley's half. I think it was about ninety percent of the game in Bournemouth's half. Um, wow! I don't think even against United, I don't think we dropped below fifty um, percent. Um, I think we, I think we had the majority of the possession in United half, even. But how much of an achievement that is uh, remains yeah, to be seen. Yeah, I'm right considering how right they're Look, utterly appalling. But I think a lot of that comes down to Ipasuma and star as well. I can't, I'm not going to leave Saar out of this because I think he is a majestic, majestic young player. Um, but Ibusuma, we've got we've got Mastembele back, don't we? You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, um,
0: it's it,
1: again. It, it's this. It's it's jarring when you think back to last season, and I, I know last season. Not to again get anchor to it. You know, Conte had his problems off the field, but on the field, he was just creating his own problems. And Basuma was injured, and he kind of came back. But it, it, it these players just seem like they've been reset. You know, whatever baggage they had from the last. Year and and players beyond that, it's just gone. And both those two midfielders are absolutely astonishing, just in terms of how rela- how comfortable and confident they are in in with what they're responsible uh, for. And, and the responsibility really is is again quite basic, right? Like you said, the big thing about uh, Ange Ball, the big thing that that Celtic supporters have, of, of 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 often. Uh, reference is it's not so much how the football's quite swaggering and easy on the eye, and and, and but it's just this kind of relentlessness of it. This, 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 um, th- like the, the the amount of energy that, that the players have to put into it, and it's something Postacoglu mentioned earlier in the season. Like it's about I and mean, in preseason, it's not just you know you don't stop, you basically keep going, and and it was illustrated in the comeback against Sheffield United that it's not just the style play and the movement of the players and the transitions and the rest of it but it's it's that belief that fueling that just keep doing what what you're doing and i know again it sounds so basic it just there's no insight in me repeating these words but it, it again it, sh- it shows the power of man management if you've got the players the right players uh that are, are able to buy into that then as a collective, like everything synergizes, and as a collective, you grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And we we've seen that in the in the games thus far. Yeah, there's things that are not perfect. But to be able to sit here and just talk about the, the midfield pairing, you know, to start thinking about Benton Corps' return. And then you, you look at the other options that we have in there, and you you know, you look at Madison, who's another player who's absolutely fucking loving it, like like you, you wanna you wanna to meme Tottenham about who wants to play for Tottenham? Fucking James Madison wants to play for Tottenham, mate. At least quality, you know. Every again, it's it's this thing. Um, simple things. People will say, "Well, it's superficial. It's just words." And what it, well, it's it's more than that because you want to go to games. You don't you don't want you don't want to just go to games and get the result. A lot of supporters over the over the years have said, "I just want to win. I'm fed up." I just want to win. I just want us to win something. And it's like, what happened off the back end of last season is we realized that isn't enough. That's the end output that you want. Every club, every fan base wants that. It's everything that goes, that leads up to that. That's important. Are you enjoying the day to day match day experience or the, the week to week match day experience? Do you like the players? Do you like the football? Do you like the manager? Do you, do you like the moments that the team is giving you? And, People like Basuma and his enthusiasm, you know. Players like Madison, and again, he's he's Tottenham-esque qualities. He's, he's just fitted in. He's just fitted in so well. He's such a classical Tottenham player. But he says the right things, and it doesn't. Again, doesn't sound like he's reading off a, a memo that he's been given by the like the, the comms team. Do you know what I'm saying? He, he's genuinely fucking loving it, and he's and he's looking they're all looking around the stadium especially after Saturday and thinking fucking hell like say what you want about this football club as cursed and as chaotic as we can be and know that we tend to always lean on those traits we're a big football club because of 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 the fan fan base because of the supporters because of the desire to always want to believe and to dream all the melty stuff but it's the melty stuff that kind of makes that makes that puts us on edge, that gives us that little bit of uh, nervousness, that nervous energy that comes with with competing. Because when when you're in a position where you're competing every game, which we've experienced under Pochettino, right? You know, that's that we're not used to that. And that's a level to get to. Because at the minute, everything's nice, everyone lo- loves Postacoglu, everyone wants to talk to him. Like how you what what your opinions around that kind of fun factor? Because at the minute, it's because Spurs aren't really a threat; they're just playing good football and getting good results, and got good players, easy on the eye. Postecoglou is saying great things; the media love him. It's a little bit, a little bit patronising. I don't really care. Let them think that we're not going to do anything more than what we're doing. Let them think that at some point Tottenham are going to get unstuck and are going to revert back to Spursy traits but where you at with like do you are you begging for the media do you want the media to love us do you want the media do you want do you want the media to fuck off at this point you know with their their loving for spurs
0: it's it's difficult isn't it mate because i think whether or not i sort of want it as a point of validation i couldn't really care less yeah um however and i've spoken about this before you know we talk about club dna um and it's often sort of said, you know, well, how can how can a whole new roster of players still have the same DNA as you know the same team who are playing under Tim Sherwood or w- whatever kind of thing? And I think part of the whole club DNA thing, yep, okay, there may be certain directives that come from the top. We all can talk about you know this in cons- you know, conspiracy like fashion that Daniel Levy says not to bother winning the League Cup and all this type of thing. That there may be certain you know, processes in place within a club that mean that the team don't take the FA Cup or the League Cup seriously. But at the same time, in some of these crunch moments, like I say, I think that quite often when we're coming up against whoever, a United, say, imagine the United, 2018, I think it was, FA Cup semi-final, might be in 20, yeah. yeah, it was 2018. Yeah. FA Cup semi-final. We were a better team then. We were the better team then by miles, but the whole narrative around that going into that is Manchester United have been here and they've done it. This is this is the heritage of this club, and that's coming from the outside. You know, that's coming from as people in the media. They've done this, and you know, they will they will stand up and win this. Tottenham, yep, great under Pochettino, but still they bottle these games. Blah 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 blah. So, how much does that factor into what the opposition are thinking? Are the opposition even thinking? Are they buoyed by the narrative around the game as well? Is that part of the? Is that, is that a DNA thing, or is that just an individual that has you know taken on a media narrative that is const- constantly floated? And you know, people are gonna people are only gonna stop really saying that stuff until we actually do turn a corner. So it's it's kind of chicken and egg. But would I rather see Spurs at the moment? at least be seen as something that are fun that the neutrals like again versus oh god look at Spurs look how entitled they are number one to hire somebody like Antonio Conte look how unpleasant he is as a is as a guy that's kind of karmic for Spurs that they've thought they can just cheat their way to success with somebody like him and that's all blown up in their face typical Tottenham think they're something that they're not blah blah, hmm. blah 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 that type of a thing whereas as we saw in the past with Pochettino a lot of the neutrals started to like Spurs again it, especially in the early days a lot of people were like oh, I quite like this Pochettino guy he seems refreshing he seems like nice Spurs are playing good football they're a young team they you know have sort of captured the imagination a bit and people didn't mind us I mean it was just unfortunate for us that we came up against Leicester that was such a freakish kind of <laughs> story that the neutrals are naturally I mean we get quite sensitive about that. Oh, everyone was on Leicester's side. But, you know, it makes sense. If it if it was Arsenal, who really were the ones that bottled the title that year, let's not yeah. forget. Yeah. But if it was Arsenal against Leicester, we'd have all been fucking cheering on Leicester. Like, come on, you know, it would have been we would have But that's kind of a uh, that's kind of a, a magical, if you like, Premier League moment that we've lost out on. <laughs> you know, because we didn't get to kind of cheer that one along. I'm sure if Brighton did something similar, we'd all be fucking on, on course of that. If they stopped City or you know Arsenal from winning the league, we'd have gotten on board with that. But sort of back to the point that you're making about Spurs, I think it is important, really. I mean, it's it, like I say, I could I care less, really, if, you know, whoever, I'm not going to single out any journalists, but whoever who writes for whichever publication... Says a nice thing about Spurs or not? No, I, I couldn't really care less. I know in myself when Spurs are doing well and when they're not. Um, you know, you you know this yourself. When there are times when you have got mates who support rival teams, who will be like, "This thing happened," and it gets to you, it triggers you because mm. you're like, "God, they're right. We are shit at the moment. This is excruciating." Whatever. But like, say right now, when people try it, there's this lad. Um, he works in the petrol station, sort of near where I live. I see him most days because, you know, you pop in and do what, get your petrol and whatever other bits and pieces you mm. get from there. And uh, he's a Chelsea fan. I think I've gone in there one day wearing like this. I've got like this sort of Spurs windbreaker with a little crest on it. And he's like, boo, boo. And I have a bit of a laugh of him here and there. Do you know what I mean? He's just a kid and he's talk about Spurs and that. But he sort of tried it a bit this year being like, bah, you're still, you know, you're still top them though. You're still crap. And I'm kind of like... We're not though, mate. Like, we're actually really good. Have you watched us? And he's sort of even now a bit like, yeah, you are quite good, aren't you? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You know? And that's what I mean. That's kind of where we're at right now. We're in that place. And I think with the kind of conversation around us, it might all be a bit pat on the head. And I think we've got the right guy for that. Like, when they start pushing it, when, you know, the, some of the journalists, like it was Moose that did it the other day with a got any other podcaster, as then Angie's a bit like... Not with someone here to recommend podcasts to you, mate. Come on, do one. Or what was what was the other one? They asked him that fucking toe curlingly embarrassing question that he he literally said, like, "Is that is that what we're here to talk about today?" Mm. Really, honestly, it wasn't the podcast. What was it, mate? It was something. It was honestly. Was it,
1: was it to do with a, 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 an Aussie singer or or someone?
0: It was, or was that yeah, was that maybe, or was, that, it was something so, like
1: that actually that was to do with the podcast, wasn't it? He was listening to a podcast with some oh I was Australian asking him if,
0: about Robbie Williams. They were talking about Robbie Williams with him, weren't they? Because of the Angels yeah. song and everything Yeah, like yeah, that. That, that might have been it. Yeah, and
1: you could tell he was like... Because they're getting pally it. with him, Jack. I think they, they're getting so comfortable with him and they think they can ban up yeah. with him and then he's, he, he shuts them down. <laughs> he's, like, he's really good, actually, when people ask him, ask him a loaded question as well. He doesn't do the politician thing where he doesn't answer the question. But he answers it in a way that's just wholly protective of the club and himself. And he's just, he is so fucking good at, at just dealing with the media. It would be interesting. How,
0: how, how do you just, think? Because I'm, I'm interested to know, sorry to jump in mate but I am interested no, no, go for, go for. to know on that note, because even I guess on that side of things, he hasn't really been tested yet. Exactly. It's first start to become a bit of a threat. There are a few of them out there. There's a few who know exactly what they're doing. It might be a bit early for Arteta to try at this time, but he's one of them. But two of them in particular, Klopp and Pep, are two who love to just have those comments and they know exactly what they're doing when they're just leaving a bit of a foot in. But if they're called out on it, can do that oh, no, I didn't mean that. Hmm. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. Pep famously with the Harry Kane team stuff. You know? Yeah. And then when Pochettino said it was disrespectful, oh, Maurizio gets all upset about that. You know, it's it's that kind of thing. Klopp is very much there as well. So, what are you
1: asking? Are you asking like, do do you do you think that do I think Postacoglu's got that in him to to be able uh, to do that? No, no, I'm saying I'll
0: be interested to see how Postacoglu reacts and how to them, right? And how it's uh, say portrayed by the media. Should a Pep, for example, say something like you know? oh, you know, this guy, he's doing very well. He plays very similar football to me, though. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Hankers on that. Has Hmm. a little dig or something like that. I will be very interested to see if, you know, when you've got a Dan Kilpatrick or somebody in a press conference that says, oh, you know, this week Pep Pep insinuated um, that you maybe play a similar type of football to him. what What do you make of that? How he kind of responds in those situations. When the pressure's on a bit, maybe towards the tail end of the season and there's a bit more needle out, that's... That's when I'll be interested to see kind of not only how Ange responds, but how the media kind of frame his response. Yeah. And really, genuinely, mate, again, as I said at the top, it's usually not that deep. It will usually all re- really hang on how well Spurs are doing or not doing on the pitch, you know?
1: Exactly. And and, and I, I, I just trust the guy. You know, I just yeah. trust the guy. I, I don't think he, he he's someone who's going to get like um, rattled that easily. I think he's going to be doing a lot of the rattling. To be fair, and as long as we're doing the rattling on the pitch, then it, then obviously everything falls into place. It is fascinating. I was I was gonna, I was going to quickly ask you about the whole League Cup thing because like the way he dealt with us getting knocked out by Fulham and then talking about it's 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 about get into a place where we're competitive, where we, we can challenge for every competition we're in. And obviously the counter to that would be something like, well, to win a competition now, and then you're you're halfway there, right? Because you're, you're learning as a team how to see something all the way through to the finish line, and then you're experiencing what it feels like to actually pick up silverware, even if it doesn't matter. Because I kind of get the sentiment around Or win a league cup, okay, win a league cup, and then what? You know, where are we going as a football club? Everybody wants to be in a position where they're always competing. It's it's a really difficult thing. Um, arguably, when you've got five or six other clubs that all want the same, you know, and it's just, and I guess our position as a football club is we should have the capacity to be able to bully a lot of these teams, right? At some point, the amount of revenue we're making. You know we're already quite cash rich, and it then bleeds into this discussion around, you know, is is Levy doing enough to really back the managers that he's appointing? Are we doing enough to be this club? But just just very very quickly before we just finish up on the North London derby and then move on to the Patreon part, um, are you bitter about about getting knocked out by Fulham? Do you think do you think we should have gone stronger? Do you do you appreciate that it is a learning curve? that we're going to get to where we want to be and then we're going to be challenging for everything. Uh, we just have to be patient, which is like a very rude word around Tottenham supporters.
0: Um, look, it was not definitely not bitter. I'm not going to revise history. I was very annoyed at the time. I think it was a bit of a misstep from him. If I'm brutally honest, I think he's done yeah. everything pretty much perfect. Except I did that, yeah. I did find his kind of, Oh, I've got to see if all these guys are up to it, a bit of a cop-out. Like I did find it. I, I feel like he was covering his tracks a bit. Um, I, I, you know, I think they've what is it nine changes? I think he made eight yeah or nine changes. Too, too, way too many, too many. It feels, it does feel like a bit of a missed opportunity. But hey ho, we go on. You know, it's not, not the first on. time we've been knocked out of the league cup, and really at the end of the season, if we finish eighth and win a league cup, be it'd been a good day out. But we wouldn't be pretty happy. And this, this is always the problem with the league cup, isn't it, mate? You know, this is always the problem that it's. A lot is made of it. A lot is made of it when you go out of it. But if you win it, it's a good day out. Fun. Fun in the sun, hopefully. But then, meh. You know? It's... I know.
1: It's football, man. Football is... Again, I if I think you want... an
0: FA Cup would be significant. It's... Yeah,
1: an FA Cup for the history that we had in that competition once upon a time, I think is, is definitely far more important. Even though it's... Not as important as it was once upon a time because of uh, Champions League football and, and, and top four, I top like five. It's clawed
0: and... it back a bit the past few years, though. Yeah, I people I'd... are suddenly more excited for it again.
1: Maybe I, I I'm not in. Maybe because i know Spurs are going to get knocked out at some point. <laughs> that I just, I, just don't, I don't find that connection with it yet. But if we go on a bit of a, a cup run, and, and why not? Because we haven't got Europe. Then yeah, it, I would definitely start remembering. Uh, 91 the last time we won it um and and the the adventures because that was one hell of a cut run that we had all the way to the final um look we could spend another hour talking about the game i mean the passages of play the way destiny won the ball back i think even the viking had a little part to play in in that build up to that to, to that winning goal we haven't spoken about richarlison um but we can maybe talk about richarlison uh uh a little bit now um Let's actually let's end on the North London derby, and then we're 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 doing another fifteen twenty minutes for the Patreon part. So, how are you feeling about this? Because I'm I'm seeing a lot of talk to echo something that you also we've spoken about already. It's probably the first time that we're going to go to the Emirates and feel like we're gonna we're gonna take it to the, the we're going to take it to them. Basically, we're gonna we're gonna attack. We're gonna look to retain possession. We're not going to go there. To sit back, um, and counter. Yes, it's going to be difficult, but I'm a little bit confident as well, Jack. And and it, and I don't like confidence in these games. Feels like arrogance. You almost want to feel like, oh, we're going to lose, and then whatever happens positively is a bonus because you you were prepared for the the defeat. This is how much both sets of fans despise this fixture experiencing this fixture because there's so much pressure on 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 not losing and on, on winning but I look at our team, I look at Romero and Mickey van der Ven, do you know what I mean? I look at our defence and yeah it's not perfect but every part of the, the team is functioning mm-hmm. at a pretty decent level and it's a North London derby and it is a psychological thing, maybe them being favourites and we know what Arsenal alike when the pressure's on them, when they're expected to deliver. Sometimes they wobble. Do you know what I'm saying? And this is it,
0: mate. They're not the plucky underdogs anymore. They're a team that's been, you know, they came second in the league last year, they've had hundreds of millions spent on them. They're one of the favourites to win the title. There's you know, there's nowhere left to hide anymore, lads. You know what's your excuse? Yeah. What's your excuse for not turning us over on the weekend? We play open, expansive football. Naive naive you could say are you no,
1: are you nervous yet are you like no. feeling are you feeling the pressure yet
0: no i'm not mate because it's i, I don't know the headspace that i'm in right now with spurs with this game you know even with the end of sheffield united when we were maybe going to lose i was thinking you know what i'm not even pissed off about this yes yeah, it's, he's it's gutting in a certain way it's not never nice to see Tottenham lose but i'm not pissed off i don't feel compelled to like say such and such as at a bad game. I thought everyone played well. I thought there was a plan there that they were trying to execute and Sheffield United stifled us. So about being nervous about going into to the Arsenal game, no, I'm not because I kind of feel like we know how we're going to play. We know what we're going to do there. Andrew Posterkoglu is a football fan. This is the thing. This is one of the most crucial points of all of this, right? Is that there's so many of them, so many of these kind of managers or or you know players even that have really lost sight of what it is to be a football fan. I look at somebody like Harry Kane, right, and I know everybody, everybody expresses themselves in different ways, and people probably yeah. are being a bit harsh on on Kane in you know, I think he
1: lacks charisma and delivery of, of course, of the work. he's of course. very straight laced isn't he? He's very
0: but um he, clinical he is, but even within that framework like. We've been talking about what Madison, what Basuma and such have been saying about Spurs for the past however long. We we we've never even had a shred of that from him. Never, ever, ever, ever. Mm. And it's almost like you know that lot of just forget what it's like to be a football fan to actually to follow it to for it not to be. And uh, yeah, right. Well, they it's their profession. They devote themselves to it. But somebody like Ange is just so refreshing in this. It's not going to be, oh, this is a tough game. Oh, we're going to have to see what's going to happen. He's going to be the lad that's going to be like, I know how important this game is to the fans. This is the biggest rivalry going. I mean, let's be honest, of all of the rivalries in the Premier League, it's the strongest one and it has been for quite some time now. You know, The Manchester rivalry just isn't one, is it? Let's be honest. Um, So, you know, I don't think any... For the neutral, this is going to be a massive game.
1: And Ange, Ange, has experience considering he had to manage uh, Celtic uh, Rangers uh, derby darby uh, several nice times to a season. Know
0: you've got a fella that knows exactly. You know, I, I can't see Ange is going to be needing to wheel out a club photographer to tell the players how important this is for, for them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like this is, this is it's a, it is a massive game. It's a huge. I mean, obviously, duh. But you know, it's a huge game. But he understands. He understands that this isn't just a huge game for Tottenham, keeping you know, because that's that's the problem with so many of them with Conte and the like. It's it's a massive game only in so much as it's Tottenham getting another three points. It's Tottenham, you know, keeping up with the with the pack at the top of the table. It's all about. It's about all those things as well. But it's not a small club mentality to know that there is something extra to this game. There is. And I think somebody like Postacoglu will know that. And you know what? Am I nervous? Not really, mate, because I've seen us lose at the Emirates however many times, right? Too often, yeah. But at least this time, do you know what? I'm going into this game thinking we are going to fight and we are going to try and win this game. We're going and to that's try what, and win it.
1: that's what we want from Tottenham. Just as, again, as a one of those fundamentals... We 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 want the team to always look to win. And know it sounds again, it sounds so simplistic, but under Conte, under Mourinho, it often looked like we were trying to survive, and then grab something. It was always, it was always such a a backwards way of playing football, and identity is so important. And these games are so important, and I think we we are in 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 the right place. We we might continue this talk a little bit in the Patreon part. We're going to end the normal part of the podcast now, so we're gonna we're gonna continue with with a, a little bit more uh, North London derby chat, a couple of things about the fan forum, which is happening um, or, or happening today, as in today's Tuesday, uh, the nineteenth. And just around some of the uh, just the mood of the fan base, uh, especially off the back of the dynamic around when the football's good, you tend to slightly lose the 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 kind of pressure on all the other movements. Um, that's not me saying it's it's the right place to be with that, but we're going to delve into that a little bit. Um, Jack, just before you say goodbye, uh, just tell people where they can find you uh promote your pod your patreon whatever else you, you need to do mate
0: just yeah listen to listen to rule the roost there you go follow me on follow me at, i can't do all this mate do you know what i mean just ha <laughs> it's just it's, it's, big it's, uh, you, know, you beg your no, milk like and subscribe you know
1: no no I, I hate it too i get uncomfortable with it but um <sighs> Lo- always loving your work so uh yeah thanks for downloading if you want to check out the patreon part uh this is the bit where i beg you can go to spooky in purgatory on patreon.com and you can listen to the extended version of this podcast up the fucking spurs Yeah,